So we're going to start that tonight, start that series tonight. Is that okay? I wanted to get back to the power of imagination. And sometimes when I, in my spirit, man, when I, when I go towards something, if I don't feel the anointing on it, I back away from that. So I was trying to get into that, and he kept coming up, the year of vindication. So since this is what this year is going to be, can I explain to you what God has in store for you this year? Is that okay? Praise God. All right. So let's get there. This is the year of vindication. Are y'all excited? Let's go to, it's a lot, it's still kind of ringing, guys. Can y'all just turn me so it's almost natural? Turn me down a little bit. Take effects off. You don't need more echo. Okay, turn me down just a little bit more. Okay, because I'm, you know, I'm going to get loud. <laughs> I was scared to write. wake up all the babies. But let's go to Psalm 17. Verse 2. Sonny, stay with me tonight. You are usually really quick, and I did not send notes in because this is fresh off the press. Yeah. Don't, don't be playing no candy crush with that. Stay with me, all right? She's always attentive. I want you to go to Psalm 17, verse 2. Father, I thank you for this word as it goes forth. Thank you for your anointing. I thank you that this word will go forth unchecked by any spirit. And Lord, I want to say thank you. For all that you're going to do tonight and in subsequent services as we preach what is a brand new concept and series even to me. And I'm so excited to dig into this with your people of God. I'm learning and hearing much of this the first time even as we teach this tonight. And so, Father, breathe on it. In Jesus' name, amen. Try that in the NIV. And if it's not the NIV, it might be the New Living Translation. And it's, it says vindication in it. Uh, Psalm 17 and 2. There it is. Let my vindication come from you. Now this is such, it sounds like such a nuanced subject. And I think you'll get real quickly where we're going with this. I think you'll get it. But I want you to really dial in and focus in on what we're talking about tonight. This one says, let my vindication, my vindication come from you. May your eyes see what is right. Now, the word vindication, and stay right there, Masani, uh, because I'm going to come back to that scripture. The word vindication 
means to be free from allegation or blame. If you're right, write this down. Free from allegation or blame. And I want you to circle that word blame if you're writing this down. To confirm. That's another word. Confirm. Oh, this is going to be so good. Substantiate. <laughs> to provide justification. To protect from attack or encroachment. To be vindicated is a sweet thing. When you get vindication, you've been proven right or justified in doing something. So remember we said free from blame, right? I've started to notice, Mom, as I looked at in my own behavior and the behavior of others, I was a behavior specialist for over 20 years, school district, so I studied behavior. Why do people do the things they do? Why do they say the things they say? When I grew up, the older people you know, when, when people were acting kind of fake or uppity or what you call bougie, they would say putting on airs. And people would do that when they got in the presence of other people. You ever seen people, when they get in the presence of other people, it may be another race, it may be another gender, it may be beautiful people or rich people or educated people, they change. You ever seen this? Some people in families, when they get around certain family members, they change. Yes? In any organization, <laughs> when you get around the top cheese, the top cat, if you ever seen your pastor church, you know, people, they change when they come around you. They're not natural. They aren't regular. They aren't real. Certain people change when they get around celebrities. Y'all, y'all see what I'm saying? But why is this? It's because I believe most people are searching for validation and vindication. And remember that word, that B word I told you to circle. What was it? Blame. To be free from blame. So do you know most people have blame? And one word that rhymes with blame is like blame's first cousin is what? Shame. Most people walk around with shame and blame on them because we're living in a society where most people have been, T-word, traumatized. Most people have been through trauma. Yeah. We've done that whole thing on ACEs, adverse childhood experiences, which make you have shame and feel like many times if you're molested or somebody did something to you or somebody raped you or something like that, that many times 
you are told by the purpose that you were the B word, the blame. And what the devil does with this early onset trauma in childhood is he creates a deficit that he can feed with adulation, fame, drugs, money, promiscuous sex, whatever it is. He creates this infected void or hole in you so that everything you do, my brother, is being manipulated by this desire to be vindicated. You ever seen people doing odd things or like you couldn't figure them out? Like, why are they doing this? I'm telling you, sometimes they're doing odd things because their corns hurt. Somebody say amen. You know, the feet, the shoes hurt. People do funny things. Sometimes people doing things, trying not to pass gas, right? They're doing weird stuff, right? <laughs> but a lot of times when it's weird, they're doing something to give vindication. Now, who are they trying to give vindication from? A person. What does this scripture say? Let my what? Come from who? Come from you. So here's my first point. Most of us in here, if not all, are doing things to be vindicated or validated. So here's what I see is that to want and have the desire to be vindicated is not sinful. Y'all see that? It's not sinful. There are a lot of things that we desire as humans, as Christians, that's not sinful. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to go down some streets. Okay. You want to, you know, how many of y'all ever, just think about it, maybe you don't want to raise your hand, I don't know. How many of y'all ever been drunk? Anybody ever been drunk? High? Yep. Do you know that desire is not wrong? <laughs> I love it. I love this stuff. See, the devil can't create anything. He's an imitator or a perverter. What does the Bible say? It says, does it say don't be drunk? It does say don't be drunk. But what does it say? Don't be drunk with wine. <laughs> it's not wrong being drunk. The Bible says on the day of Pentecost, <laughs> them guys was drunk. They got full of the Holy Ghost. So the desire to be drunk and high is not wrong. I'll even further go and say that it is a God-given desire. Come on, somebody. But, but the devil perverted it so that people, come on, somebody, are drinking Hennessy, Drag Daniels, 40 ounce. <laughs> Ripple. Have you ever watched San Francisco? You always drink Ripple. You remember that? Trying to get drunk. Smoking weed. Trying to get high. But the Bible says, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the what? 
So what is he saying? Don't be drunk with wine, be drunk with the spirit. He said, be filled with the what? Spirit. So people that's high and drunk, they don't say I'm full. I can't hear you. Yeah. Y'all not, so I, I got to go here because y'all still not getting it. Don't raise your hand on this. Anybody ever wanted to have some sex? Don't raise your hand. Ain't nobody in there ever wanted to have some sex, though. <laughs> yeah. And, and wanting to have sex ain't simple. Somebody say amen. But the Bible says, Let's avoid sexual sin. So to avoid sexual sin, let every man have his own. Do you know homosexuality is a sexual sin? And then men need to get delivered and just go ahead and get a wife. You know, some things I just won't understand. I mean, you got all these pretty, sweet-smelling women, pretty faces. You know, God made women with stuff. For men, like, y'all, women got a lot of stuff where men can delight. And, boom, you passing all of that for another big, stink, hairy man, I don't get it. But that's a perversion that the devil does, right? And them guys, I'm hearing, you know, all this stuff coming out now, you know, we getting the, the culture of the homosexual. Well, these guys got to have it. They got to have it all the time. They want, But y'all, all they got to do, the Bible said, to avoid sexual sin is get interested in what God made for them. Come on, somebody. That's not sinful. And to want to be vindicated, to want to be validated, to want at some point for God to justify you, to want at some point, my sister, God to prepare a table before you and feed you in front of all your enemies and all your haters so everybody can finally see that, yes, God was with you and that you were right in the first place. That's not a wrong desire, but how you're trying to get it might be wrong. But uh, uh, David said, I think he wrote this, let my vindication come from you. And that's what God wants to do for you and you and you and me and us this year. Watch this. He wants to do it corporately for the body of Christ. Come on, somebody. Tell Pastor, Pastor Robin Goose to the all-in church. Come on, somebody. To the real church. He want to vindicate us this year. Somebody got to get excited about that. Am I in my right church? Can everybody just say amen one time? Can everybody just clap on cue one time? Can you get excited one time? God wants to do this for us. So let's get into what is this? If he's going to vindicate us, what is this? Are y'all ready? Oh, this is going to be so good. Let's go, uh, Sambo, to Genesis 37, and let's start at verse 5. Now, you can get lost in the sauce in life. 
You ever seen somebody just stuck in the air? Like, you know, I think we all got some old uncles or some grand uncles or something. And they still wearing this afro with the pick, the comb with the pick. And they still walking around in bell bottom. And they still, like, you ever seen somebody stuck in the air? Let me see him. And they trying to show everybody they still got it, but they don't got it. <laughs> so I'm going to help you to stay out of self-deception. Self-deception. Because if we walk in life, if you don't understand the art or the science of validation, how God wants to do it, you will be self-deceived. You will be self, wipe this out, deluded. You can create your own world where you are the king and the queen and the president of your own United States and you are the best and know every... You are the rightest person in your world, and nobody is right but you, and everybody else is wrong. And y'all, that's mental health stuff. People that deal with schizophrenia, the paranoia. No, I'm right. They're trying to kill me. Nobody's trying to kill you. But they, they only believe their own input. They don't receive anything from outside. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I want you to write two words down. Is this good already to me? Can you feel it? It's going to get real good. It's going to get so good. Write two words down. Subjective, objective. There's subjective truth and objective truth. Which one you want to stay away from mostly? Subjective truth. Because that's you. <laughs> nominating and then validating your own ideas. That's you saying something and then saying, and say, yeah, who votes for what I just said? I do. And you're saying it about yourself. Now, you can feel like you're validated when nothing has validated. All right. So guys, you know, you know what we're finna do? Yeah. We're gonna fix this, or I'm gonna throw this out the window. Y'all, my family, I just I don't let y'all in on everything. They say I let y'all in on far too much. But y'all, this is so funny. So our family, we're we're quirky. We're we're different, yeah. So during the holidays, <laughs> I know people's going to see the color purple. Ooh, we got to go see it. Girls night out and stuff. So while, while, while y'all was going to see color purple, we was at home watching um, the worst American Idol auditions. Y'all, that is some funny stuff. I'm talking about, ain't talking about the new American Idol. I'm talking about back when it was Randy, Paula, and Simon. Now, these people who cannot sing, 
before they audition, why are you here? Do you know all of them say it? Do you know why they say they're there? Because they want to be the next American Idol. They believe that they can, they actually have a chance. Who was that David? Was that Nisa or the, that was it? I think that was a Nisa. But man, we had, we had, we had so much fun. Just hours and hours. And I was out there, I think uh, first lady was sleeping or whatever. But boy, she she said she heard us. We won't be up. You don't think it was here. But y'all, we had so much fun watching that. And then of course. I'm getting preaching points out of this because I know I'm getting ready to teach this. So, and I love uh, Randy. He's <laughs> dog. Like, if you're just terrible, that's what he's doing. And, uh, and so, these people are singing and they cannot sing. They can't sing on pitch. They're singing in three different keys. They, they, they're tone deaf. They're, I mean, all this stuff. And, so we start talking, and there's, there's, the question came up, so do they really, I mean, are these people just going up there, they know they can't sing, and this and that. I said, well, maybe some of them for publicity, but I say, a lot of these people think they really can't sing, and they can be the next American Idol. Well, then what? Well, they can't. Let's say some people are pitch tone deaf. Is that the word? Tone deaf. They can't hear pitch. They can't, I mean, they just... They can't, and so while they're singing, it sounds good to them. Now that's called subjective truth. Now how did they get there? They were surrounded by family members who either if tone deaf runs in the bloodline or they just weren't honest enough to tell them you can't sing. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you don't want to get into this whole thing where you are dreaming things and fantasizing things and thinking you're going to do things and have things that you're, you're not even equipped to do. You don't have the talent to do. But they're having a problem with subjective truth. Now here's the crazy thing. They go in, murder the song in a bad way, can't sing, and then, you know, they say, no, we say no. No, 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 give me one more chance. As if the next thing they sing is going to be better. And then, they get, and then some of them guys, they have to almost drag them out. And then when they escort them out, they turn on the judges that they were willing to Sing for, so I'm offering my talent to be, I'm, I'm saying you guys are credible to judge me. And then when we say you can't sing, they cuss them out. They cuss the people out. Simon, you a blankety blank. Randy, you fat blankety blank. Y'all don't know nothing. Now, why is that? Number one, what, what did they want? They wanted vindication, validation. Number two, what kind of truth were they walking in? Subjective. When you're your own judge and jury, I sound good to me. I, you hear what I'm saying? It's like, that's a mental disorder. I know I can sing. I don't care 
care what y'all say, son. I don't care what you say, Randy. I don't care what you say, Paul Abdul, who's been in the industry for 25 plus years. Y'all don't know nothing about talent. Right, that's why they got a show. And you don't. Now, y'all, we laugh at that because that's extreme. But there are many of us in this room who are so self-deluded. That's why you can't grow in Christianity. You're not willing to submit to a mentor or discipleship person. When you come to us or one of us and we tell you the truth, then you cuss us out in your mind, get mad, want to leave. But if you already knew what to do, why did you come to us in the first place? Are y'all following me? David said, my validation should come from who? You, God. One of the greatest stories about validation, Joseph. Joseph had a dream. Are y'all following me? Let's go there. Uh, what is this? Genesis 37, 5-11. Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him the more. Now, at the beginning of something that God is telling you or directing you to do. So number one, what should you do in your life? Get D word, direction, get what? Okay, I just gave you the answer. Get what? From who? From who? From God. Get direction from God. Get direction from God. Amen. One time, everybody. Amen. That's the, that's the first and foremost thing that you need to do. Get direction from God. How many of y'all are members of this church? How many of y'all believe God told you to join this church? Okay. If you ever get ready to leave, you know what I'm asking? No, no, you know what they're going to talk about when they get ready to leave? Somebody did something and Pastor used that something and somebody else did blah, blah, blah. And you know what I'm asking? Did God tell you to join this church? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Did God, is God telling you to leave? Now, you know, nobody's ever been that stupid to tell me that. They've, it's always, they, it's always, to come, it was always divine and heavenly. To leave is always something earthly. I don't feel, I feel, oh, okay. So the first thing to do is what? Get from, okay. So Joseph had a dream. We don't know yet. Is this subjective or objective? We don't know yet. It hasn't been validated. He hasn't been vindicated. But he did have a dream. When you get a supernatural urge, impulse, message, dream, can you treat it like we don't know yet? 
I know I'm supposed because I had it in the dream. But devils can't give dreams. Witches can't give dreams. Spirits can't influence dreams. Demonic spirits. Yeah. It could be a subjective truth. It could be a demonic truth. Don't come from God. Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. We don't know at this point what it is. We don't know. By this time next year, we're going to be on a campus. Some of y'all heard me say this. Last year this time. You didn't know whether it was true or not. Some of y'all have faith. I, I believe my wife believes. A few of y'all really actually 100% believe. Till's like, no, I don't really believe. It's okay. Like, can we be honest? That was like, that was out there. So we don't know is it subjective or objective yet. Amen? Everybody got a dream. Everybody got a desire. Everybody got a fantasy. Everybody got an imagination. They've imagined something. Right? Okay. Joseph had a dream. He told it to his brothers. His brothers hated him. Go to the next one. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheep rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brother said to him, do you intend to reign over? Yo, that was kind of offensive. <laughs> me and him brothers, me and Rasheed, we blood brothers. And I say, man, I was dreaming one day I'm going to be a millionaire, and one day you're going to have to come borrow some money so you can pay your rent. <laughs> Negro, what? And he, probably, he, he, he might not say Negro. I found out Hispanics even use that word. Hispanics, white people, everybody uses it. Do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule over us? And they hated him all the more because his dreams and what he had said. Keep going. So it could be subjective. We don't know. Then he had another dream. He keeps dreaming these dreams. What's wrong with this dude, bro? Can you just go out there and sweep the porch? Guys, are, and he, he was known as a dreamer in his family. But we don't know yet. It could be subjective. It could be just a daydream out there. Saying they're going gonna, gonna to preach on stages, I'm going to have a big church, whatever. He had another dream. He said, listen, I had another dream. And this time, the sun and the moon and 11 stars were bound to me. Now, they understood this and interpreted this to me. The sun and the moon was the father and the mother. The sun is the father, and the wife is the moon, because the wife should be a re. Oh, no, I'm in the right church. The wife should be a reflection. 
and they bowed down of the husband. Bowed, they were bowing down to me. He gone. And when he told his father as well as his brothers, his fathers rebuked him. <laughs> Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the patriarch, rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? What's the answer to that? Yes. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. But it seemed like subjective truth. Now, I'm going to tell you, he was thrown into, uh, they, they were going to kill him first, then they threw him in the pit, they sold him into slavery, when he, and he just keeps outperforming. So, write this down if you're right. If you desire to be vindicated by God, okay, let me tell you what your job is. First of all, can you control the day when God vindicates you? No. It's going to take some time. Does everybody understand that? So if you're going to get your vindication from God, it's not going to be on your time schedule. So what should you do in the meantime? What should you do in the meantime? Do all things as you do in Christ? Very good answer. What should you do in the meantime? I got, I got one word, though. I got a word that I've, I've coined. What should you do in the meantime? Be faithful. What should you do in the meantime? Hold fast. That's good. What should you do in the meantime? Pardon me? Pardon me? Perform. Now, I'm going to put another word with you. Out. Perform everybody. I thought I'd get some claps on that. See, no, no, don't clap, dude. Y'all, 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 y'all late. Listen, people want to do a lot of talking. So when you're trying to vindicate yourself, you're trying to validate yourself, you always arguing with somebody, you always getting into it with somebody who you think you talking to, you don't know who I am, why are you treating me this way, all this stuff. And all you got to do is outperform everybody. Somebody say amen. See, African-Americans. This is the difference between the generation now and the generations in the 30s and the 40s. Hello? Jackie Robinson wasn't nowhere arguing with the Ku Klux Klan. Do you know he wasn't doing that? You know what he did? He outperformed. Come on, somebody. Everybody, come on somebody, he, he, he performed so high that even when it was illegal for black people to play baseball, come on somebody, with white people, white people had to get them because they wanted to win. Somebody say amen. Y'all, stop all the back and forth. Stop all the talking, stop all the posturing, stop all the strife, and outperform the competition. Somebody say amen. Y'all, 
Here we go. So now we got the grievance black generation. We always got a grievance. <laughs> we always filing something at HR. I got looked over for the promotion. I got looked over this and that. I got looked over that and this and that. Why don't you just outperform everybody? Why don't you just out? Maybe that boss don't like it, but keep performing. And I get rid of that boss. Come on, somebody. And a boss will come in and say, but what about Israel? What, what about Brother Pat? What about Sister Sheila? She's been working fast. I mean, she outperforming everybody. Why everybody taking six and seven breaks a day? Why everybody's shopping on Amazon? Why everybody else is taking smoke breaks and vaping breaks and coffee breaks and candy crush breaks? You stay right there in your cubicle and you keep on working as on to the Lord like my brother said and keep on doing it with excellence. Somebody, you still outperforming everybody. Somebody gonna look up and say, man, we, we gotta create a job for her. That actually happened. Do you understand what I'm saying? Wanting to be vindicated. There's nothing wrong with that. Wanting for somebody to acknowledge you, somebody to validate you. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. That that can be. A divine desire. And then some of us, we get overrighteous. Oh, no. Oh, no. I couldn't. Oh, oh, no. And just lying. Cassie, you showed this thing. Oh, glory to God. It's just, it's just God. It's God. It's all God. And cut that out. Come on, somebody. Be sitting on the front row, somebody singing, be like, oh, they toss me the mic. Toss me the mic. Let me sing a little bit. Come on, somebody. People don't feel like that on the inside, do Hope they call my name. Hope they acknowledge me. Somebody say amen. There's nothing wrong with that, but let your validation come from the meantime while he is getting ready to validate you what you ought to be doing. Outperforming everybody. You ought to say amen. The Bible says that the Hebrew boys was ten times better than the people in the world. Yeah, they can't keep just keep discriminating, man. When you're Jesse Owens and America wants to win the Olympics. They're going to put you in. <laughs> when you Muhammad Ali, come on somebody, and you undefeated, they're going to change all kind of laws in the South so you can box. Come on somebody. Just be the best. What happened to that? You know, the, the older generation used to teach the younger Negro, Negro, Look, there's a Negro. Look, that's from one of our favorite movies. <clears throat> Blast from the past. But, y'all, they, they used to teach the black children. You don't have to be good. You got to be better than everybody else. Now, because of affirmative actions and <laughs> tokenism and, you know, 
You got to meet a quota of certain. They're just giving it to people. And we didn't work for it. Let's say it one more time. What do you do while you're waiting on God to validate you? Outperform the competition. Outperform. 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 You know, when, when, when me and my wife, my wife started Sweet Bar Virginia, you know, nobody and this and that. And, and I just kept encouraging them. And, and baby, if we didn't this and they got this and that. I said, baby, can't nobody outbake you, though. Just keep outperforming. Come on, somebody. Just keep outperforming. Just keep outbaking everybody. Come on, so But Crave Cupcake, girl, your stuff take better than Crave Cupcake. Just keep on, just keep on doing. And y'all, she started getting acknowledgement and contract because she was outperforming the competition. Let another man praise you. Let God validate you. Let him vindicate you. But in the meantime, what are we going to do? If you don't hear nothing else tonight, outperform. Outperform. Somebody say amen. Husbands and wives get into it. Y'all just outperform. Somebody say amen. Just do it so good that your wife got to say, now baby, now that, I don't know you. Now that was good. On whatever level she had to say that on. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Somebody say amen. <laughs> just, just outperform. Hello? So he was thrown into prison, outperformed everybody, came to the top. Bible said God was with him. Yes. Became the top in the house in charge, only second to Potiphar. Once again, falsely accused. He's first falsely accused by his brothers. Then he was falsely accused by Potiphar's wife. He didn't want that stink lady. Somebody say amen. Didn't even touch him. He said, rape, all this kind of stuff. But remember, vindication is to be justified and clear of any false accusation or wrongdoing. So you know what he did again? He didn't argue. He didn't argue. He didn't try to prove nothing to nobody. They put him in jail. You know what he said I'm going to do in jail? Well, what did he do? I'm going to outperform everybody in jail. And he became the number one prison in jail that the prison guards trusted. Y'all, if you know our performance, it, it'll solve a lot of questions. It'll solve half your problem. Some of y'all can't hold down jobs, and there's always a reason. And y'all, I think in my whole time as a pastor, I think I've heard hundreds of people lose jobs. I think maybe only one ever came and said, Pastor, it was my fault. It's always something. But I guarantee you, if you outperform, <laughs> if they supposed to let you go, if they were, y'all, they gonna find all kind of way. How many of y'all, they, 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 they had to find some kind of way to keep you, even though whatever, the temp job ran out, Whatever, man, whatever. Just perform. Somebody say amen. Yeah. So there's objective truth. Objective means verifiable information 
based on facts and evidence. Subjective means information and perspective based on, I love this, feelings, opinions, and emotions. Subjective truth means information and perspectives based on, everybody say feelings, opinions, and emotions. Feelings, opinions, and emotions. If you take the first letter and all those words, it spells foe. That's going to be the enemy to your advancement. That's going to be the enemy to your prosperity. Your feelings, what's the O? Your opinions, your emotions. What's the solution, my sister, from not being self-deluded? Did God put anything in the earth to help you? Anybody know? What's, what's the solution not to live in the world of your feelings, opinions, and emotions? Anybody know? Huh? Ain't nobody said it yet. What's, pardon me? Mentors. Say it again. Mentors. Oh, I taught my daughter well. Y'all give her a hand. Mentorship will keep you out your feelings, opinions, and emotions. Because they will destroy you. You end up in crazy world. Everything you do is what you feel. What your own opinion is. And how your emotions are reacting on that day. You end up in crazy world. And the solution that God has given for that is wise counsel and mentorship. Because your friends are good at how you are. They good with you. They good with all your feelings, all your, I mean, they ain't going to never tell you you was wrong. Girl, you, you ought to feel like that. Come on, somebody. You know, I agree with your opinion. I can, I can empathize with your emotions. Your, your mentor's not going to do that. Your friend's going to tell you about everything that's right with you. Your mentor's going to tell you all the stuff that's wrong with you. Somebody say amen. And it's going to get you out of the world of your feelings, your opinions, and your emotions. You got to come out of that world, y'all. Or you're not going to make it. If I say amen one time, one, two, three. Amen. Now that's true. That's true. You cannot live in the world of subjective truth. Now, let's go back to Joseph. You don't know at the beginning, my brother, if what he's saying, is it subjective or is it objective? Is this just his feelings? Is this just his opinion? This dream and his emotions that he's going to rule over his brothers and his mama and his daddy. It could have been just he felt like that. It could have been it's his emotions. It could have been his opinion. Now, let's start getting clues. There were some clues. Go to 39 verse 1. I just summarized it. There were some clues that started happening. 
that he is not subjective. Are we at 39.1? Yeah. Now, Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, brought him before the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. Keep going. The Lord was, who was it? Say it again. The Lord was with who? Now, we start getting a clue as to whether his dream was a bunch of bull job, right? <laughs> or is it true? So now we start getting some clues. We are picking up blues clues because we're really here's the first clue. Where's the first clue? What is the first clue? What's the first clue? What's the first clue? The Lord was with him. But that's subjective. Everybody says the Lord's with them. How many of y'all say the Lord's with you? Come on. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But here's the objective proof that the Lord's with you. How? He prospered. He prospered. You know why? I'm not going to argue with 19-year-old young men or women about whether prosperity gospel and the word of faith works. Do you know why? Do you know why? Do you know why? Because they haven't faith in the house on the lake. Come on, somebody. They haven't faith in four Mercedes. Come on, somebody. They haven't faith in a, a 4.5-acre campus with a 27,000-square-foot uh, sanctuary. Come on. They haven't faithed in $100,000. They haven't faithed in $15,000 a month. They haven't faithed in nothing. So I don't have to uh, argue or try to validate myself with them because the Lord is with me. You know why? You know how I know? You know how I know it's not subjective proof because I'm prospering. No, I'm, you know, I'm starting to say in my mean, I'm getting like my brother. You know, no, no, Ashley, I'm right. They wrong. I tell people to me, no, you wrong. I'm the one that's right, right here. Let's deal with the proof. How many signs, wonders, miracles you got happen to you this month? I can't hear nobody. I'm not feeling arguing with nobody. How many people you done raised from the dead? Anybody ever got to hear anybody because you lay hands on them? I can't hear nobody. You ever prayed cancer off people, person in the fourth, last stage of cancer? You ever talked to a woman on the phone and while she was in there and they was prepping her for the for, for a triple bypass, you told her which chamber the darkness was in her heart on the x-ray machine? Did that happen? So I'm going to sit up and go two for one with you? No, the Lord's with me. How do you know if the Lord is with a pastor? How do you know if the Lord is with a preacher? How do you know if the Lord is with a man of God? You know, all this stuff coming out on YouTube. But out of all the people that's coming out on, whatever, you know what they don't have? 
They don't have no son. They ain't had none. And they don't have signs, wonders, and miracles. How you got 30,000 people following you and you a pastor, you don't have nothing. Let's go to Mark chapter 16. We're talking about the year of validation now. Let's go to Mark chapter 16. Is it verse 19? Is that 19? Yeah. What's the last verse in 16? Give me the last verse. Yeah. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. That could be subjective. I love this, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be finished. How many, what time is it? School, people got to go to school tomorrow. Y'all started back? All right, all right. So listen, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to taper this off. Can I get 10 more minutes? Can I get 10 more minutes? That's not including the offering now. Then we're going to still do the offering, okay? 10 more minutes in the offering. I just want to be upfront and honest. So then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord, what did they do? Work with them and did what? Confirm. Validation, vindication, one of the definitions was what? Confirmation. Confirmed his word by what? Do you know? Y'all, I've said this so often. I think I heard somebody else say it first, but you know, you know, every religion got its own little black book. Every religion got a black book. Every religion, like, like Islam has the what? The Quran. Unorthodox Jewish has the Kabbalah. Orthodox Judaism has the, the Torah, the Old Testament. Do you understand this? The Hindus got the Book of the Dead or something. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Every religion has their own black book. Every religion has their own pastors, priests, imams, preachers, ministers. So there must be multiple ways that lead to God. How would God let us know which religion is his? How will he let us know which one is the legitimate? How will he let us know which one is validated? See, some of y'all get into these arguments with these people. You ever talk to a Hebrew Israelite? Stupidest conversation you could ever have. And most of the time, they ten shades lighter than my wife. Talking about we the true Israelites. Bro, you got white in you. The white side of you is the true Israelites? And here they go. No, but his real name is Yeshua. See, the white man, see, told you his name was Jesus. Do you know I don't argue with them? I asked them one thing, you see. This is what I asked them. Have you ever had a sign, wonder, miracle happen by using the name of Yeshua? Because I got 25 million by using the name of Jesus. I'm not going to argue with them. Where's the power at? 
I don't argue with fundamentalists. I don't argue with seven-day Adventists about you worshiping on the world day. Which day do you worship on? You know what I tell them? Every day. But they don't have signs, ones, and mirrors. Why am I sitting there arguing with them? I don't argue with Muslims. I don't argue with Jehovah's Witnesses. When last time y'all raised the dead? With your holy scriptures of the new world. Hello? Outperform. See, the reason you want to sit behind Facebook and argue with people, because you don't have signs, wonders, and miracles. Just go ahead and get you some signs, wonders, and miracles. Go ahead and lay hands on somebody. Get 10 people out some wheelchairs while you're on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter arguing with somebody that ain't got no sense. You know, Dwayne and them, they be putting out the, the shorts and stuff. People up there, and my children, they love me. They, they, I'm going to defend my dad. I said, y'all, please find a better way to use your time. These two people who have no followers, no platform, no voice, don't know a film or worth of scripture, and you're sitting there validating them and arguing with them? No, no, no. Validation, y'all. Outperform. Everybody say outperform. They had the signs. All, you know, the Pharisees, all them people. Pharisees, Sadducees, all them people always trying to get Jesus up in the jam or trick him with some word. All they had was word, y'all. They did no miracles sitting there trying to go toe-to-toe with Jesus. Hey, dude, y'all ain't got no power. Shut up and let the men <laughs> get the dude out the wheelchair. Y'all, that's how God validates us. That's one way. Signs, wonders, and miracles. So I'm not surprised by these people coming out in the news. Y'all, they ain't never. Y'all, if you know how they market stuff. If they ever got somebody healed by laying hands or raised somebody from the dead, y'all, you know it would have been on every bumper sticker, newspaper, Oprah Winfrey show. Every, you, you see, they don't have no sign wonders and miracles. All they got is eloquence of speech. All they got is a way to talk to you and a way to get you emotional and a way to get ready, get ready, get ready. One, two, three. Everybody say amen one time. That's true. Objective truth. It's verifiable information based on facts and evidence. I had to argue nobody about the, the lady that had the triple bypass. When our members was there, I mean, it's verifiable. Word of faith don't work. They ain't built nothing, don't have nothing, don't even, ain't bought a car, ain't bought a house, ain't bought nothing. And you sitting there arguing with a, a 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old. Oh, my God. I used to waste time doing that. I don't do that stuff no more. Because validation comes from them. All right. I got so much more. Okay. Where we at? Am I up with my 10 minutes? How many more minutes I got? Huh? Four. 
Pat, you watching, ain't you? You ain't me. He knows it's going to get him. Now, almost the same word, two different spirits. Many times we get vindictive instead of waiting on being vindicated. Now, Joseph would have never gotten vindicated if he had gotten vindictive at his brother, vindictive at Potiphar's wife. You never hear a word of hate, bitterness, victimization. He never, I, did you ever hear him tell he was a victim? He was oppressed, oppressed, oppressed. He, he never said none of that. Because that makes you vindictive. All the black Americans always crying racism and we're the most racist people because we're vindictive at white people that had nothing to do with slavery. And we weren't enslaved. We ain't been enslaved in four, five generations. I can't hear nobody. One, two, three, everybody say. Now that's the truth. But we're vindictive. The word vindictive means having a showing strong or unreasoning desire for revenge. You want the revenge. If you've been traumatized, you want revenge. You want them to admit it. You want somebody to apologize. You want this or that. You want people to pay. People are coming out now and suing people. If it was wrong, why are you settling out of court? They want somebody to pay. Hello? They don't care if they go to jail. I thought they committed the crime. You don't want them in jail so they won't do it again? They're obviously rich enough to pay people off and keep doing it. People don't want justice. They're vindictive. They want revenge. They want payment. They want money. They want l'argent. Come on, somebody. But to be vindicated, it means to be clear of blame and suspicion. To show or to prove right, reasonable or justified. I don't have time to go into this. I'll go into this maybe Sunday and Wednesday whenever the Lord lets me come back because this will be a series. The Bible said Moses was one of the most meek men on the earth. Korah and some other unappreciative people, of course, he had walked them over across the Red Sea on dry land. They forgot about that. They'd have, been, they'd have been drowned in the Red Sea. Wouldn't have been for Moses. Let's go back. What about the ten signs, wonders, and miracles that got Pharaoh to freedom in the first place? Y'all remember the Passover? Yeah, that was Moses. But now all of a sudden, the problem, the biggest problem, y'all, you gotta watch this. The biggest problem in Korah's life became Moses. And he was the biggest source of favor in his life. Yeah, I didn't let my children, you know, you know, he's, 
teenage years, oh, it's going to be so horrible, horrible teens, where teens, you know, they have an attitude and they stick out their mouth and they have an attitude toward their parents. I didn't let them do that. You know why? Because I taught them all the way through. I said, no, you're going to acknowledge the highest source of favor in your life, so you're going to be happy about me, you're going to honor me, you're going to respect me, because your little friends who can't urinate in the, in the, in the toilet straight, they didn't pay for your phone, they not paying for them Jordans you got on, they not paying for all them fancy clothes you got, they not paying your uh, water bill, your light bill, and all the, the things that you enjoy. So since I'm the highest source of favor in your life, I'm not going to be the biggest problem in your life. But Moses became Korah's biggest problem. They got to get rid of Moses. Oh, God. Y'all got, got one minute. I just want to show you the scripture. I'm not going to get it. Look at, look, at, look at Numbers chapter 16, verse 1. Now, now, oh, God. Now, Korah, the son of Izar, the son of all these people, they, they gathered together. You know, we talk about the eight signs of disloyalty. First one is the independent spirit, but on down the, the, and start campaigning and getting people. That's why we're not going to let you stay in our church acting crazy, talking crazy. Because you, 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 while you're here, you don't like me, you don't like my wife, then you got you to gotta go. Get out. Because in a minute, you're going to start campaigning. My sister was pretty brave and started telling me, you know, Pastor Randy, you know, I just didn't really like it. No, I didn't even like you did. That's how people do. So they, 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 they gathered together against Moses because Moses became their number one problem when he was their largest source of favor. Somebody say amen. Some, one, two, three, everybody say and you got to read the passage, but I just want to read this part, Numbers uh, uh, 16, 28. And Moses said, oh, I love this. I love this. And I'm going to close right here. Drop the mic. But I'm not going to drop these mic because they're real expensive. But just imagine I did. <laughs> but I waste no money messing up my mic. Listen to this. And Moses said, who the Bible calls the most meek man on, on earth. So why you got problems with Moses? Listen, and Moses said, here ye shall know that the Lord has sent me. Here's how you're going to know that I'm the validated one. Watch this. He has sent me to do all these works, for I have not done them on my own mind. See, there is a danger in things. You can do them on your own mind and be delusional. You can imagine something that ain't even right. Devil tell you something like, Pastor don't like me. He always smiling at her. He always shaking her. He don't like me. They don't like me. You just make it up in your own mind. Some of y'all are living in crazy world. For what is it? Feelings, your own opinions, and your own emotions. He said, no. Here's how you know that God sent me to do these things and that it was not my own idea. Put it in the KJV. 
that it was not something I made up in my own mind. Oh, here it comes. You got to be careful what you say to who you're talking to. Because he, he, he getting ready to validate himself. And he, here's how he says he's going to validate. He said, if these men, talking about Korah, die a common death of all men, or if they be visited after the visitation of all men, then the Lord has not sent me. Next verse. But if the Lord will make up a new thing to validate me and open the earth of her mouth and swallow them up, then you're going to understand that these men, by talking to me, have provoked to the Lord. You know what you're talking to? KCC watching. You better watch who you're talking to. You're talking to my brother. Especially in this season. And then you set yourself equal to. You're not, you're not equal. So y'all, when I tell you this, Gina, just not really profusely because you know what I'm saying is true. In the last two weeks, has God validated me? Y'all, it's people. I'll tell you this one because I ain't going to tell you some stuff because some of those people might be watching. I'll tell you this story. <laughs> I love it. Because the Bible says he'll prepare a table in the presence of your enemy. Here's what he's going to do when he validates you. Your enemies got to see it. Eyewitness News got to come out to your place and say, we have never seen a house like this on the lake with all these boats and show your face. So all your enemies, y'all, you know all the stuff that's happening in our church, all my enemies have to see it because God will send somebody over here that can't hold no secrets and they'll go back and tell all their family members. They'll go back and tell everybody. So there were some top pastors in the city. If I called their names, you'll know top black pastors. And there was a young man that I had mentored. I worked with him. And uh, we did ministry together and stuff. And we knew, he knew, she knew, everybody knew they were supposed to be with us. And they would come visit. You know, some people, when we were back in the little clubhouse, they would come over there and visit. We had the marriage stuff. they come see in, and I'm going to come support them and us and that. And, y'all, we was doing great stuff in the clubhouse, dancing and giving away stuff, taking married couples on limousine trips and stuff. Sure, they was doing that at the big black churches where you came from. But he never could, my sister, get with us because we was too small. And his pastors hit, you know, I'm his armor bearer. I work directly with uh, Bishop so-and-so and Pastor so-and-so. And he chose me to do this and that. <laughs> and I was this little Pastor Randy in the clubhouse. <laughs> and then we did the big conference at the other church out here of 290, Greater uh, uh, Macedonia. He showed up for that and helped out because he could be seen. Mm -hmm. 
So guess what happened? This is the year of what? Vindication. So we get ready to put our Christmas lights up like we do. Use the same guy that we put the Christmas lights up every year. He puts the same ones up. But this year, and usually he comes with it by himself or he comes with his son. But this year, he showed up with another helper. That helper was the very guy that we knew was supposed to be with our ministry. He had to hold the ladder, but watch this. He had to see the house that God had blessed me with. He had to see the Mercedes and all the cars. And then the last pastor he was with got caught up in a scandal. People knew about it in the news. Lost his church, lost everything. He was doing big things in the community. Lost the church, not even pastor no more. Then the first pastor before that, got, he's injured, got in a car crash, uh, uh, found out he was headed away from his side piece woman who was committing adultery. Wife left him. Church, half his church left. Don't have the money to put nobody on staff anymore. And so as he was telling these stories, the guy that owned the company that put the lights on, he looked at him and he said, We'll call him John Doe. He said, John, you probably should have stayed with Pastor Randy, huh? Oh, my God. This is the year of validation. Somebody say amen. Your enemies got to see the prosperity that God's going to put on you. The people. Come on, somebody. They told you you'll never make it. You'll never do nothing. It'll never work for you. You're not the kind of person that can have this or that. They're going to have, come on, somebody. Don't you post it on Facebook. You know, people know stuff about me. I don't have Facebook. I don't have Instagram. I don't have Twitter. But somebody else post. They say, I saw you on Facebook. I didn't put it there. Somebody else did. But the Lord will prepare a table. For you, he going to validate you. He going to validate you. Stop all that striving, arguing, sit down. You out there buying cars you can't afford, trying to impress people for a weekend at a family reunion. Baby, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Wait, I say, on the Lord. validate you. You know, people go into debt just so they can show up at a family reunion and floss. People don't come to family reunions to floss, do they? Yeah, they want, they want you to see. Driving a BMW, they, they six payments behind on. Can't fix the muffler. Y'all, why do people do that stuff? They want vindication. They want validation. Stop doing it and let the Lord. Come on, somebody. Let the Lord. Me and my wife, y'all, and some of y'all know us. We never, was we ever, we never tried to, everybody else was living big, driving big. We applauded them. 
We weren't jealous. My wife never told me, baby, must be nice. When are we going to get a BMW? She never said none of that. As long as the car was working, it, we kept it clean, it was operable, kept the oil changed. She never said none of that. We never wanted it. But, God, but, but here it is. God kept giving, I mean, giving us cars and giving us certain things and doing it. And I said, God, why? He said, I want you to have it because your enemies got to see that this process. See, your enemies, they're carnal. They don't see your spiritual growth. They don't see that you have spiritual gifts. They don't see that you can pray in tongues, you commune with God. All they can see is material things. But I thank God that the Bible says that God is materialistic because he said, now... Faith is the substance or the material of what? I don't get caught up in things. But faith is the substance of what? Things. Yeah. And God going to give you some things. So that your enemies can see. He's going to promote you so your enemies can see. Yeah, we don't care about none of it, do we? We're not, are we bougie? Our daughters are. <laughs> but we, we don't care. Mercedes don't make me feel no bigger of a person. Y'all remember when I was driving the creepy white van? How many of y'all remember that? Yeah. I still feel the same way. I don't care. But God did it. Because he wanted to validate me in the eyes of people. And y'all, you know, it don't, that stuff ain't changed me, but you know it changes people. You know, during the, during the concert, people had to come here. Some people came here and saw. And then, you know, they start treating me with a little more honor and respect. They start putting a little more respect on my name. They should have been respecting me already. But they're carnal. All men respect is money and power and success. <laughs> so don't crave it. Don't go after the things of this world. But what did he say he would do? If you seek first, what are you going to add? All these virtues, all these ethereal things. No, no. He said the same materials that the Gentiles are working for. Isn't that what he said? He said, I'm going to add it to you though. Y'all, to pay off a campus in six months, virtually. You know, some people heard about that. Is that validation or what? So you think I'm going to sit here and struggle and argue with you? Y'all thought, yeah, he arrogant. I was arrogant when I ain't had nothing there. <laughs> but if you thought I was arrogant then, <laughs> hello? No, I know who I am. I know who I am. And that what it say? What's the next word? I know what you spoken. Yeah, I know who I am. Do you know who you are? Stop struggling for validation. Because he's going to give it to you. 
People can't afford it. You know, putting Jordans on their little kids that's finna grow out of them in two weeks. Polo, why? They, they want to be validated. You ain't got to do that. Put them in every lesson and this and that. You ain't got to do that. Let God do it. Somebody say amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed.